0: to be a motherfucking
1: hustler. You better ask somebody. What's up guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy, I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Uh, we cover a lot of topics here based on entrepreneurship, but entrepreneurship is parallel to success in your life. And guys, whether you realize it or not, you are the CEO of you, okay? You can either choose to take control or you could choose to float down the river of life and pretend like you don't have any fucking paddles like 99% of the people. If you're one of those people, this isn't going to be for you. What is a motherfucking CEO? Why do we got to say these bad words? Um, Guys, first of all, I like bad words, okay? Second of all, I think that... It's important to understand that there's a huge difference between having confidence, having swagger, having fun, going through your life, having a great time, and also being in control, and then also taking it so seriously that it just ruins everything in your life. So guys, this is about going through life, kicking ass, dominating, and having a good fucking time. I'm here with my co-host, Vaughn Kohler, aka the pastor of Disaster. What's up, my man? I feel a lot
0: better now than I did a week ago. Do you? Yeah, I had a rental property that was causing me lots of headaches and I am I am free and clear of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kinda of good
1: to wipe stuff yeah. like that sometimes. I'm excited to be here. I man. actually sold a rental property recently too. Did you really? Yeah. In Manhattan, Kansas? No. No, just right down the street. <laughs> but it uh I was business glad. or personal? Like it, was it was personal. A, okay. It was a house I owned that I rented to a friend and he ended up getting a place where he wanted to buy it, so I sold it to him. Yeah. So pretty pretty cool to get that get that, get his first house, you know. Felt good to see him buy his first house. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I actually thought of you because a lot of people, a lot of people were telling me, "Oh, hold on to it; it's going to be a great investment and everything." And and I, you know, I remember you saying that there are just things you got to stay in your lane, and there's things, Look, ways, ways to make money that you have to just feel comfortable yeah. with. And I didn't feel com- especially. I'm here; it's in Manhattan. I didn't have anybody. I mean, really dude, residential
1: residential it. income property, unless it's multifamily, is just hard to do. Yeah, you know, it takes a lot more work, especially when it's not fucking in your in your area right you know but uh but guys you know sometimes you do got to fucking call things enough is enough yeah and you got to wipe them off your board the problem is is that i don't talk about that very much because i feel like most people will wipe things off their board far too soon you know what i mean um something like what you did that's not quitting. That's right. saying, all right, I'm going to free up my time and energy to move on to here. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's that's something that people have yeah. a hard time delineating. You know, we could do a whole episode on when to quit. You know what I mean? Because, dude, sometimes you do have to quit shit. Right. You know, but, right. but you say that to people, and because people are so fucking soft these days, they take that as like, oh, if it's hard and I'm not getting paid, I should quit. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh there's just such a massive difference. You know, you've got, to have, you've got to have the grit. You've got to have the fortitude. You know, you've got to have uh, the perseverance aspect and the vision to be able to see if this is going to be worth it or if it isn't. In your case, is that, are you going to own 30 rental properties in Lawrence, Kansas? No. So right. why the fuck would you even have one? Right. You know exactly. what I mean?
0: And there's another mindset that, I, that I've drawn from you that I, I think you'll appreciate, is that there were people that were essentially saying to me, oh, man, I mean, you could be giving up your shot at some really solid extra income. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, so that's not fucking my only, Watch some
1: more late-night commercials, bro.
0: Right, and and in addition to that, I don't consider that my only shot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, I look, mean, man. I I have a bigger mindset
1: than that. Look, people are fucking stupid. Let's just fucking say it how it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're stupid. Yeah. And, you know, people people, you know... They like to offer, they like to repeat shit that they hear places to pretend like they're fucking smart. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You know, and like, dude, oh, I'm going to fucking, you know, uh, buy all this real estate on other people's money and blah, 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 blah. And like, dude, it's just, that's, dude, that's why I don't hang out with anybody. Right. Because like, I just can't tolerate people like that. It's, it's amazing to me how often other people overhear
0: so-called experts Saying categorically untrue things, but since they hear it so often,
1: they assume it's the truth. Dude, it's it's seriously why I don't hang out with people. because yeah. like it ends up it ends up with me wanting to punch them in the fucking mouth. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because um, I don't know. I just had enough of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
0: know? I tell you what, man. Uh, and, and this is a little bit of a segue into our topic, but I, I know I texted you yesterday. I thought your Thursday Thunder on zero. Zero no, that options was, mentality. That was Tuesday Thunder. Tuesday Thunder. Yes, yeah, that's that right. was, was last Tuesday's Tuesday podcast. Th- yeah. yeah, that was just. Man, you were in fine form. Well, you that know, was genius. What's cool? I mean, and I, I'm not really throwing that around.
1: Like no, I no, heard no, some I really you, good things yeah, from you. I appreciate that, it. that was like yeah. the best thing I've heard in a long time. Yeah, but and that's what's going to be cool about today. Today we're going to basically do. If you listened to Zero Options Mentality last Tuesday, today we're going to go into a more expansive view of that. OK, right. and, and the topic that we're going to talk about today is being resourceful. OK, mm-hmm. we you can hear you hear all these stories about entrepreneurs. I came from nothing and I made this, you know, or I came from these poor means and I turned it into this. And most people will hear that and they're like, that's fucking bullshit. There's there's exaggeration. But, dude, I know enough firsthand people and know the real story and I know my story to know how it fucking really works. And people don't understand why that is. Why is it always the guy that started from nothing that built these empires? It's not because it's a great fucking story because it is a great story, but that's not why. It's not a made up. People have a tendency to like look at a story and then think you made up the backstory to make it sound sexy. You know, that's not what it is. What it is is that These people are like the fucking MacGyver of entrepreneurship, and they're able to take fucking nothing and turn it into something, Mm -hmm. and that's called resourcefulness, okay? And that's what we're going to get into. Part of being resourceful, okay, or part of being successful is being resourceful, okay? You have to be able to take what you have and turn it into what you want, and a lot of people just cannot grasp that because they're so stuck in the fucking perfectly square box of thinking that they grew up in, that they saw their parents grow up in, that um, their teachers taught them, that school showed them, that the university taught them, that they can't see outside that box, you know? So they have a hard time grasping the idea of taking things and turning them into other things. And that's what we're going to talk about is how to develop well, first of all, how important that quality is to have and also how to develop it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So start ground zero. What, what
0: in your mind is like, if you're building a resourcefulness building, what's the foundation?
1: Well, it's the foundation is it's, it's cool because that's what we talked about last week. It's the zero options mentality. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not giving myself any other option but to make it. Okay. People fail because they give themselves far too many choices. Mm-hmm. They choose to, you know, I can go to the gym or I can sit on the couch or I can, uh, you know, play video games or I can, uh, you know, walk, drive my car. I can do all of these other things instead of working out. That's not what people think when they're in a the zero options mindset. They think, hey. I got to work out and I either got to go fucking now or I got to go at 10 o'clock at night or I got to go at midnight, but it's going to get done. And right. I think the foundation of being resourceful is that you have to remember that it's not a question of if you're going to succeed, it's a question of how you're going to get there. Hmm. And there's a big difference. You know, um, if I decide I'm going to drive to California from Missouri, I know I'm going to get there unless, you know, something crazy happens. Like I get in a car wreck, right? Right. right. But there are a lot of different ways. I could drive You know, north through Montana and Wyoming, or I could drive south through Arizona and New Mexico, or drive straight across through Kansas and Colorado, and eventually I'm going to get there. I know I'm going to get there. I just have to figure out which roads are going to be the best for me to take. And that's what successful people do. Successful people don't doubt that they're going to arrive to their goals. They expect to be successful. I posted a post on my Instagram or my Snapchat recently of the driver my Lamborghini of the of the wheel and I said, "Don't hope, don't wish, don't wonder, expect." Hmm. I don't doubt where I'm going to be, and neither does anybody else who's successful. They expect to be successful. They expect to get to their destinations. All they concern themselves with is figuring out the right method or the right process to arriving at their destination at their goals. Okay? So it's an if it's an if it's not an if thing, it's a win thing. Do
0: you think that the people that think in the mentality of the if, do you think those are the same
1: people that think that there's some magic to success? Absolutely. Yeah. Because when you when you're especially young entrepreneurs, especially young entrepreneurs who haven't witnessed success in any from anybody else. They get in a mindset of, "I wonder if it's going to happen, or I wonder uh, if I'm one of the lucky ones, or if I'm one of the fortunate ones," and that's definitely a natural thought. I know there's the majority of people listening right now think that way. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's a natural thought. But what I'm trying to communicate to you is that you need to transition from wondering to expecting. All right, you need to throw away the idea. That there's anything other, anything to success other than, you know, the A plus B equals C equation, right? right? You put in the work, you put in the time, you learn as you go from your failures, and eventually things are going to happen the right way. You have to understand that that's the way it works and buy into that concept and trust it. It's like faith, right? It's just like, you know, when when people talk about, well, there's no proof of God, that's the fucking point of faith. That's why faith is such a big deal in religion. It's A you good know? analogy, yeah, right. It's the same yeah. thing in business, not to say that there aren't proofs, but ultimately, you no, but you don't yeah, I get what you're right. saying, yeah, yeah, I hear you. We're gonna have all the holy rollers fucking email me, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I'm ask, just saying the that's, that's, yeah. that's why they talk about faith, right? And you right. have to have it in in what we're talking about here, too, right? Okay, so it's if you wonder and you think of it as a lottery and you think of it as a m- wonder if this is going to happen type of situation. What's going to happen is, is you're going to get into a point where shit's going to get really hard, because it always gets really hard, mm-hmm. and it's going to get really fucking hard, and you're going to want to quit, and because you don't believe that you're going to be where you are, you're going to say, well, I guess this wasn't my, my thing. You know, I guess I need to try something else, Right. and you're going to go round and round and round the fucking not-for-me circle. You know, well, that wasn't for me. Well, I tried that. It wasn't for me. Right. Well, I tried that, too, and guess what? Right. It wasn't for me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So that's how you get caught in that circle. And that's where most people end up. Look at how most people do their... You know, it used to be our dads, you know, they, they would work somewhere their whole entire lives. Now you see these kids, you know, two, three years somewhere, then try something new. Two, three years somewhere, try something new. Two, three years, try something new. Because instant gratification has gotten so fucking big with people that they can't see past that. You know what I mean? They yeah. can't see starting out as a fucking warehouse worker and working your way up to an executive position over 20 years. Right. They don't think that way anymore. Now they think, what's well, going to be best for me by Friday? And if it isn't best for me by Friday, then fuck it. I'm going to try something else. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right.
0: It's a microwave mentality. Yes. If it's not done in a minute yes. and a half.
1: And dude, that will always put you in in that cycle of it's not for me. Right. You know, I dude, I can't tell you how many times I talk to people and they're like, yeah, man, I was doing this and, blah 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 you know i was trying this out and i was working at this and it was going good but man it just wasn't for me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. aka it got too hard i fucking quit right you right. know right. so you have to have that belief in in that you're going to get there otherwise if you don't have that belief that it's going to get there you end up in that circle which you don't want to be in right for those of you who are uh are new listeners um
0: a lot of our our topics, they dovetail with other topics. We don't repeat the same thing over and over again, but we, but business and success is kind of like a diamond for us. We hold it up. We see it from a lot of different angles. And one of the angles, uh, if you haven't uh, caught this podcast yet, as Andy talks about the uh, zero... Zero options mentality. That's That was uh, just this past week. Past so that, Tuesday. Yeah, so if you want to go directly to that, it's themfceo.com forward slash P89. But another one that really applies to what he just said is uh, Piss on Plan B, which is uh, themfceo.com forward slash P73. I uh, We've had some requests for, for us yeah. to cross-reference some of the things yeah, yeah, we've yeah. talked about before, yeah. so I thought I'd just add that.
1: No, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> so just getting back on track, you know, You have the zero options mentality, okay? All successful people have it. If you want to understand that point, particularly, go back and listen to last Tuesday's podcast because it was all about that one point. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that. You ask what the foundation was, the foundation is I'm going to fucking get there no matter what it takes, no matter how long it takes, no matter who gets in my way, no matter if fucking Santa Claus comes down with his sleigh, no matter if an earthquake happens, no matter if fucking fire happens, no matter if I get sick, it doesn't fucking matter. I'm getting there. Right. Okay. So that's the mentality you have to work from. Um, beyond that, you know, the second point I think that would be, I would say, a pillar of resourcefulness is people who are resourceful don't bitch and cry and moan about what they don't have. They understand that what they don't have is often a blessing because it produces other skills, okay? So they don't complain about what they don't have. They figure out the best scheme to use what they do have, all right? And that's a huge thing because most people, when you ask them about why they couldn't do X, Y, or Z, or why they haven't been successful in this area or that area, they will have an excuse and the excuse will be, I didn't have enough support. I didn't have enough money. I didn't have the right leader. I didn't have blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? It sounds like you fucking didn't have it is Mm -hmm. what it comes down to. Okay. And if people could just turn around the responsibility factor on themselves, Are you really that irresponsible that you're going to leave your success up to a boss or up to a manager or up to a uh, set of circumstances that are out of your control? No. Successful people take fucking control and they build off the shit that they do have. They don't whine about or worry about things they don't have. And in Mm -hmm. fact- Resourceful people understand, like I said, that those things are of value to them. If you don't have enough money, it's going to cause you to get creative about where you get your money. And mm-hmm. it's going to teach you how to be careful about how you spend your money because you don't have a lot of it. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, if you're not that smart, you're going to learn how to fucking learn. You know, you're going to read, you're going to you're going to talk to successful people, you're going to make create good habits of putting information into your brain and learning. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but- no,
0: you're right. Successful people, they, they. I'm, I'm going to repeat what you said and then, then put a twist on it. It's they don't gripe about what they don't have. They look at what they have and they say, "Okay, how can I arrange
1: what I do have for maximum effect?" Right. You know, well, I mean, great coaches do this, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking that it's like a football team, right? So you have uh, you have a football team that isn't very talented, okay, and in uh, in the wide receiver position. You don't go out there and fucking cry about how your receivers can't catch. You know what you do? You train your team to be a running first team, and you run the fucking football. Right. Okay? And you become excellent at running the fucking football. That's playing to your strengths. Resourceful people know how to do that. Right. You know? Right.
0: Um, it seems like, though, in order to even be able to do this, and I know, <laughs> I know you feel like this, this phrase has been really overused— but self-awareness, self-awareness, you have to have, you have to have an awareness of what your own resources are. Yes,
1: It fits here. It fits here. Uh, You know, people overuse it in the wrong context. That's what Mm -hmm. it gets on my nerves, but it suits this conversation. Um, you've got to be able to take stock of what you have and what you don't have. Right. You know, and so many people get blinded by what they don't fucking have that they can't see how awesome the things are that they do have. Right. You know they're focused so negatively on I don't have the money I don't have uh, the people I have the wrong boss I have the wrong leader I have the uh, you know this handicap I have this that this and they focus on all these negatives instead of realizing that all those negatives that you focus on and talk about could potentially be benefits to you in some way if you just took a step back and stopped dwelling on all the negative shit. Right. But dude, I mean, we see it all day, right? Look at the internet, look at fucking Instagram, look at Facebook. 98.725% of it is fucking bitching. Right. 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 So if you're that kind of person and you're going to bitch and bitch and bitch and bitch, dude, you could better just get used to, you know, looking at the price on the fucking menu, man, because that's what you're going to be doing your whole life.
0: I've done this, and I, I certainly know that you have done this, but it's amazing to me how many people in the course of their life, they could be like 20, 30 years old, they've literally never sat down with a with a yellow pad and been like, all right, what am I good at? You know, just writing out, what are my what are the resources Dude, that I bring to, my, bring to the table? It's sad. And not, here's what my mom thinks no, I'm good at. No, it's sad. Here, what am I really
1: good at? Right.
0: You know, that, It's that, sad
1: because the reason, not only are you 100% correct on that, people end up thinking they're not good at anything Mm -hmm. because they don't ever try to focus on what they're good at and they're always focused on the negative. Right. So they end up in this place where they feel worthless when that person probably has some really fucking cool talents Mm -hmm. and skills. Everybody has skills, Mm -hmm. okay? And do your skills need to be developed past a natural ability to be great? Yes. Mm -hmm. But everybody has natural ability in some area. Right. You know, and you're right. People don't fucking take inventory of it. It's sad.
0: And you know, what's interesting because what you just said is often repeated by like, I'm not going to pick on, well, I am going to pick on school teachers, like nice school teachers who repeat everybody's good at something because there's so much crap that comes out of their mouth the rest of the time. I think people are tempted to think, well, that's untrue too, but it really
1: is true. Everybody is good at something. No, you know me, man. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm the least fluffy, fuzzy dude out there when it comes to, like, listening to people's bullshit, you know, words. Right. Um, I believe, I truly believe that everybody has natural ability mm-hmm. in something. Mm-hmm. You know, very few people are <laughs> worthless. Right. You know what right. I mean? When it yeah. comes to skills. Yeah. You know, uh it's just people have, this is almost like a deeper subject because people have this tendency to, try and tie what skills they have to income. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they can't connect those two, so they think that skill's worthless. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right.
0: Oh, I like, I love like, where you're going with yes. this. Keep on so going. So, for
1: example, like let's say you have a middle-aged mother who's extremely nurturing. She's great at raising children. She's very uh, you know empathetic, and she's a good teacher with her kids, and she's trying to figure out what she's good at in life. And she knows that, oh, I know how to do this, Right, mm-hmm. but she can't figure out how that's going to make her money. So she's like, "Well, that doesn't count then." Right. You see what I right. mean?
0: Right. Absolutely. But
1: yeah, the truth of it is, is there's a million other people that aren't as good as you at what you're great at that could learn from you. Right. So why don't you start a fucking blog? Why don't you start a book? Why don't you start trying to organize a community for people who want to learn how to work with children? Right. There's a million options. It's just because people are so focused on. And and people also have a tendency to think less of themselves right. because because being humble, right, is so fucking right. cool these days. Right. Like, you know what? Fuck being humble. You're fucking good at that. Say you're fucking good at it. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dude, being humble is the ability to fucking learn and know that you're not any better than the fucking janitor that sweeps your building at night. That's That has nothing to do with you thinking you're good at shit that you're really good at. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Could you be better? Yes. And I'm fucking damn good at it. That's still <laughs> humble. That's still humble. Because you know you can be better. So, dude, don't be afraid to admit the shit that you're good at. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Dude, so me. many people just smash themselves... Because, of, because they're afraid to say, I'm decent at something, because they're afraid that if they say, I'm decent at something, somebody's going to fucking call them not humble. Mm-hmm. Like, like being called not humble is almost like on the same level as being called a racist now. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> like people are so close. fucking afraid of it that they like play themselves down so much. You know, yeah. people, people are like, oh, Andy, you're not humble. You know what? I know what the fuck I'm good at. Right. And you know what there's people that are much better than me at those things which makes me still humble
0: right You see what I'm saying? It makes me think of a great story I heard about Flannery O'Connor who was a famous who you know was a famous writer she died in the 60s but she used to be known for short stories like she in, in the world of literature her short stories are incredible all right so she was in front of she was at a press conference or some some sort of conference she was asked by some kid, well how did you know you wanted to be a writer?" And her response was because I'm really good at it yeah. <laughs> and people were like,
1: oh, did oh, she awesome. say that? And, I would have cheered. And,
0: yeah. I mean, but it's it's perfect. It's because I'm really good at it. Yeah. And, and for her, the thing is, for her to say, objectively, she was. Yeah. She wasn't saying, I'm better than you. Yeah. She was saying, I'm good at yeah. it. And
1: there's nothing wrong right. with that. Right. You somebody, know? somebody
0: said once that humility isn't thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less, meaning it's not constantly saying, the world revolves around me. Um, or I'm sorry. Humility is is not saying I suck. Humility is just is just making sure you're consistently putting other people first and and, and Look, thinking man, about them. But the,
1: the the definition of humility is is realizing that you're no better than any other person. Right. Okay. At the core, and mm-hmm. that 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 keeping yourself grounded in that way is a good thing. Right. You know. Right. But, I saw a post yesterday about, you know, driving fucking exotic cars and having fancy watches and how that makes people not humble. And I'm just fucking laughing. I'm like, bro, you're dogging on that shit because A, you don't fucking have it. Right. Okay. And B, those things have nothing to do with being humble. Being humble is a core value. It's not a fucking thing that can be defined by your possessions. Right. You know, are people that have nice things less humble sometimes? Sure. You know, but this is a whole nother fucking right. subject.
0: Well, I would even turn that one around, and you know that I've been driving my wife's car here. I call it the vagina yeah. because it's just horrid. You know, it's it like looks this, like a vagina. Yeah, it does. It's the little, it's the little red uh, Nissan Versa that's missing all sorts of things. But the reality is, driving that does not keep me from looking down on other people. So my point is, you could be. You could live in the ghetto. You could drive a hoopty car. And, and if you have a humility problem, you're still going to look on other, Bro, down on other people. I'm going to you know tell I'm you, saying? my
1: personal experience, and this actually leads into the next point, my personal experience is that people who are of average material possessions are the most judgmental, non-humble motherfuckers on the face of the earth. That could be true. So, yeah, because... Yeah. the Hang with me here. The reason they're not... Further in life is because they think they know more than they do, which means they think they're better than they actually are, which means they're not fucking humble. Right. Okay. So anyway, like I said, my experience. Okay. That brings me to the next point of resourceful people. When you're a resourceful person, you're constantly drawing lessons from your own life. Okay. We learn from our experiences, especially Our mistakes, Mm -hmm. okay? People who fail are often guilty of doing something once or twice that didn't work and then doing it again and again and again thinking that they're going to get a different result. Resourceful people are the people who do something once, discover that it didn't work, and then figure out how to do it differently until it fucking works, okay? Being able to learn and be humble enough to learn and draw off your experiences to learn is a huge part of success. Mm-hmm. It's a huge part of being resourceful. So if you're if you're one of these people who touches the hot stove every fucking time and thinks one of these times it's not going to be fucking hot, I'm sorry, you don't have what it takes to succeed. It's mm-hmm. just not going to fucking happen for you. You know what I mean? Right. But how many people do we see do this? Right. How many people do we see... Go in the fucking gym every day, barely work, and their body never changes. Nothing ever changes. They just go, 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 go. And they're like expecting things to start happening. You know what I mean? Right. It's the same thing with work. (laughs) They show up at work every day. They, They do technically what they're supposed to do. And then they expect some sort of reward to happen or growth to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then they're, they're you know four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years later, they're wondering why the fuck they still are where they are. Well because there's a fucking big difference between doing something and doing something with a purpose. You see what I mean? Yes people will go to the gym and they will go through the fucking motions but but they don't have the purpose so nothing ever happens. Mm-hmm. They don't train with the intensity. They don't, they don't eat with the dedication. They don't do the extra shit on top of actually just going to the gym that actually causes results. Your work life is the same. People come to work, they clock in, they clock the fuck out, they go home, they watch The Walking Dead, and they wonder why they're not millionaires. Well, probably because you spent the fucking eight hours that you were at work dicking off on fucking Facebook instead of actually being productive and creating fucking value. Right. And doing what you're supposed to be doing the right way. So in terms of looking
0: back on your experiences and learning from them, I'm gonna I'm gonna force you to be be concrete here. Like both in your professional life and in your personal life, how how do you evaluate like your methods, your processes, the things that work, the things that don't? It's very
1: simple. Like if it fucking makes me money, I do more of it. If it fucking <laughs> doesn't, I don't do it. Yeah. Truthfully. Yeah. I have a lot of responsibility. It's not just about buying shit for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. over material shit for the most part, except for cars. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have, you know, a hundred fucking 15, 20 employees that work directly in our buildings. And then I have 2,500 to 3,000 fucking outside sales reps that depend on me mm-hmm. to fucking make this company go. Mm-hmm. And, so I try to do things that are going to fucking make money. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and before all you fucking, you know, holy rollers out there get upset, business is about making fucking money. You don't right. make a mistake about it. And the way you make money is by helping people solve a fucking problem. So what that ultimately means is I'm going to become a fucking master of solving motherfuckers' problems. Mm-hmm. In our case, getting people fucking results, helping them lose weight, helping them gain muscle, helping them become more athletic, helping them get healthier. We are the fucking best at that. Mm-hmm. That's why we're good. That's why we make money. That's why our companies grow.
0: So when you have an event in your company that that's not, well, it's take Summer Smash, okay, yeah. which is I, it's an event basically to thank your, yeah, your customers or your your friends yeah, it's it's our person. it's a combination. I mean, of do, do you 50%. have do you have like a follow up, just sort of
1: assessment meeting or no? Um, no, not really. No. Okay. I mean, dude, it's that's. No. I mean, okay. it's either like fucking awesome or it yeah. sucked. Yeah. you know? And luckily we <laughs> haven't had one that sucked yet. But I mean, dude, that's what, I mean, you know, you know, I'm lucky to work with some people that are pretty fucking mm-hmm. aware of what's going on. Right. So like we don't have to have a fucking meeting. Right. Like it could be a conversation. Like, right. hey, next year, uh, how about we not fucking have the donkey, you know, where the kids can just walk up to it and it kicks them in the face, right? You know what I mean, right? Like, yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Well,
0: and that's a good point too, that because this is the way I think I um, I'm sometimes overly analytical, but just keeping it simple. Like people are
1: probably like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" We have <laughs> like, we have a petting zoo at the at the summer smash. Oh oh, people probably don't realize that. Like we have camels and fucking donkeys and turtles and all. Because there's a lot yeah. of kids and shit I, like I didn't
0: really realize. Yeah, you're right. People probably don't know that. But I mean, in terms of people just thinking about their experiences and the mistakes they make, it's as simple as having a conversation with yourself, right? Just yeah. thinking like, what am I doing? Well,
1: that didn't work yeah, very well. That didn't so work. What did I do? I thought it was going to work. Yeah. This is why I thought it was going to work. It ended up not working because of this. So my intention was still, you know, pretty good. Um, my execution was off. Yeah. And next time, you know, I need to like, go around this corner a little bit differently than I did last time. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? It's funny
0: cuz I know that I suggested to you one time that we had a we have a a podcast on helping helping people know whether they're being honest with themselves about evaluating their efforts and you pretty much shot it down and said people know. They know. They do
1: know. Yeah. I mean, dude, you know, you fucking know. You you listening right now, you know when something is working or is not working right. you know if you're putting your heart into something or if you're fucking half assing right. you know if you're actually earning your money or if you're actually stealing from your company
0: mm-hmm.
1: because those are your two fucking options you're either earning your fucking pay or you're stealing right most people fucking steal yeah they just it's just not technically a crime right yeah you know what i mean and yeah, then they, yeah. they steal for 10 years and they wonder why they can't steal more yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So um, so learning from their mistakes. Right? Yeah, you've got to be able to fucking, you know, look back and say, hey, you know, uh, that didn't work real well when we uh, ran a sale on our protein powder for 29 bucks and then people stocked up for six months and then uh, they never fucking had to buy it again. So it, it killed our sales for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be fucking smarter than that. Right. And unfortunately... There's fucking people that don't get that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's survival of the fittest. You either fucking learn as you go or you fucking fail. Right. So. Hmm. um, The next point that I have, uh, I guess, would be point number four, if you're taking notes. Um, Resourceful people know the fundamentals of business and life, but are flexible to new ideas and adaptable to new ideas and new ways to execute on those ideas. Let me give you an example, uh, and this goes with number three really well. But let me give you an example for us. Okay, so real world example. Right now, you know, everybody on the fucking internet's an entrepreneur, and everybody's fucking making millions on the fucking internet, and they got a trillion fucking subscriber email list that they that they monetize and sell, and they just fuck around and lay by the pool all day. And they're going to sell you the program on how they fucking did it. I understand that's the cool thing right now. But let me tell you this. When I fucking started in business, the internet didn't fucking exist. And I know a lot of you young motherfuckers right now are like, what? <laughs> like, what? No, there was no fucking internet. We had fuck, fucking beepers. <laughs> and BBS boards. <laughs> yeah, man. So, like... We actually had to go out and meet people in real fucking life to get them to fucking do business with us. That's crazy. Which means we had to drive or walk door to door. Dude, I walked to every fucking business in Springfield, Missouri and knocked on every fucking door in in Springfield, Missouri. No Hmm. bullshit. Hmm. Over the course of the first year we're in business, I went into every motherfucking business in our town to meet whoever it was, let them know who we were. Drop off a T-shirt, you know, a whatever, a business card, and just shake a hand and say, "Hey, this is who we are." That's what you had to fucking do if you couldn't afford to advertise, and which is another. Re, re, a lot of times, you could make up for the lack of money with fucking a little bit of elbow grease. Most of the time, you know what I mean. Is it the most convenient thing? No, but you know what? Tr- you know what the thing is. The most convenient thing is usually is usually the lesser value. Um, producing thing that you could do you know we made a lot of great friends doing what we did it took effort it was inconvenient but value is in the inefficient things i say that all the time value is in the inefficiencies the more effort someone knows that you're putting into it the more they value it so it was a it was a blessing in disguise we couldn't afford to advertise right we had to go shake hands we had to meet people we had to do all these things well eventually guess what happened that's how we did business. We did business word of mouth. Mm-hmm. This, this dude right here, we did such a good job with this guy that he told his friend. We did such a good job with his friend that he told his fucking friend. And that's still the basis of how we do business today. Mm-hmm. But something happened along the way. The internet, then social media, okay? Now everybody's connected. We had to fucking adapt. We had to change the way that we did. We didn't change the principles. hmm we had to change the way we executed, okay? So instead of going door to door, we had to connect with people on the internet, which means we had to spend a lot of time on the keyboard, writing messages, um, sending you know, follow-up emails, uh, doing also, liking their photos, engaging with their posts. The game changed, and so we had to change with it. How many people do you know, and I'm asking you literally, like, I mean, how many businesses do you observe now that are still stuck in the pre, pre-internet era? era? That are failing. I, I would say most of them. yes, yeah. But, but that's the point of what point number four is: is that you have to know when to break your own fucking rules, mm-hmm. and you have to know when to grow, and you have to know when to question the status quo or question the authority of the mm-hmm. of the matter. Mm-hmm. If I, you know, if we hadn't adapted to doing our social online, we wouldn't have the network of fucking uh, two to three thousand reps that we have on the outside now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you have to learn how to adapt. So you you know that's being resourceful. Work with the tools that come along that can help you do what you're trying to do. Now, did we change our principle? No, we didn't change our principle. We still try to solve people's problems the best we can. We still try to go over the top in product quality. Are, are, are our products cheap? No. Our products are some of the most expensive products, but you know what? They fucking work, and they were still the most expensive back then. Right. You know what I mean, right? It's just a matter of of you staying with your core values and then adapting as you go and becoming flexible as you go.
0: Two other things you've said in the past that I think are really relevant to this. First of all, I think people are afraid to break the rules, and they're afraid for two reasons. One is that you have always said that people act like they need permission to be great. Yeah. You know, and so I think they're timid and they think, oh, I I don't know am I really someone who has the right to break the rules? Uh, you know, and, and I think that people, that's, that's, you know what I'm
1: saying? That's how we're raised. Yeah. We're raised to be little fucking robots. Right. You know, hey, raise your hand when you have a question. Uh, make sure you take the hall pass to take a piss. You know what I'm saying? Right, absolutely. Like, really? Like, they can't just, you can't just get up and walk to the coat when you gotta fucking take a leak. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they don't teach us to do, make our own decisions. They teach us to follow directions. Right. Which is why people think that way. And, and, and so they, they're they timid. Most that, people the, can never rise above that level of thinking. Right. It's just the As way if you it
0: need, is. You need permission to do yes. something. No, right. because
1: they do need permission because most people can't think for themselves. Right. So they need someone to fucking tell them what to do.
0: Right. The other, the other option or the other. Uh, Dimension of this is is something you've said before is that people are afraid to make st- mistakes. So not only are they they don't think it's their right to break rules, they're worried that if they break some fundamental rule, it's going to be a catastrophe, and they're worried about what's going to happen when they do that.
1: I think, I think, yeah, because they never had to bear the burden of making a mistake because right. they always just did what they were told to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah it's hard for people to rise above that level of thinking. Uh, the good, great book on that, by the way, uh, the third circle theory. Okay. Go to Amazon third circle theory. Awesome book on self-awareness and how to, how to rise above that level of thinking. Why the fuck you think the way you do? Uh, I, a good friend of mine, uh, PJ from the founder of secret entourage. He, uh, he wrote the book, uh, one of the best books I've ever read. I'm going to have him on the podcast here in a couple of weeks. Cool.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're looking for it, guys, it's, uh, neither Andy or I, I don't think, can pronounce his last name. It's a really long, what is it, Indian or, or something?
1: It's, it's Persian, but I still Persian. can't pronounce it. Yeah,
0: but anyway, I think it's the only book with that title. It's called The Third Circle Theory. Yeah,
1: that's um, good. But anyhow, uh, you know, I, I think resource people just have a basic sense for when they should break the rule and go away from what everybody else is mm-hmm. doing. If everybody else is doing it, it's usually wrong Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. outside of the basic shit. You know what I mean? Right. I think
0: way, way back to the early part of the MFCEO project and the the, uh, episode, um, success requires time and tenacity. And I think people need to remember that this whole issue of when to break rules and when not to – you learn that over time, right? right? I mean, it's not, it's not a, an art that you're going to master a year into. I mean, there are people who are gifted with a certain innate sense for that, but, but most of us normal mortals, uh, have to learn that, have to learn that balance. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna take time. So
1: understanding that I think helps, helps, helps you. Um, I think the next thing which would be point number 5 for resourcefulness is to understand and this goes along with being humble. Resourceful people know when and who to ask for help. Mm-hmm. They're not above asking when they don't know shit. How many people go through life never getting anywhere cuz they're too fucking proud to, to like let people know they don't know. Mm-hmm. You know that's not that's not a good thing. That's a big fucking ego that's that's causing you to not move forward in life. And people are like, what does it mean, big ego? Well, if your ego is so fucking big that you can't ask somebody for help because you don't want people to know that you don't fucking know, you have a gigantic fucking ego problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and most people, you know, when they picture big ego, they picture like a big fucking hairy Italian dude with his fucking uh, shirt unbuttoned <laughs> and like a gold fucking chain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Like thinking he's the fucking man. That really, right. dude, when in reality, most people never progress. Like I said earlier, you find the most fucking ego in the average person because that's the reason they don't fucking progress, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But anyway, resourceful people know to ask for help. You know, they don't sit around saying, oh, you know, I don't want to bother anyone when in reality, the reason they don't want to ask is because they're too fucking proud. Right. Um, And they don't try, you know, they might try, they don't, they might try to figure out everything on their own, but they know when to say, Hey, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not getting this. Right. You know what I mean? I need right. to make a call here. I need to call somebody and ask them if this works or whatever. You know, um, I think everybody who's resourceful is going to always go to like trying to figure it out on their own first. But if they're not going to get it, they know they're not going to get it. And then they move past that by right. calling someone or checking with someone or asking someone. And, a, we,
0: you know, we've talked about a this. lot of
1: people will ask people way too fucking early before they ever like even try to figure it out on their own. Right. And th- you people suck yeah so you,
0: you and i've we've talked about this before now, there are exceptions to this. There are some people who are just idiots, and there are some people who, just because of how popular they are and how how well known they are, they get flooded with questions but the in terms of People who are worried about bothering other people. The reality is is most people love sharing their knowledge. Yeah. It makes them feel good.
1: Yeah. You know but, dude, but like I just said, most people love sharing their knowledge with people who try to figure it out on their own first and yeah. have some sort of idea. Like, dude, when people email me and they ask me, like, well, I want to be an entrepreneur, but what should I do? <laughs> oh, you should go work at McDonald's. You know what I'm saying?
0: No, I know. It's and, it's so absurd. I'm not laughing because it's no, absurd. I get
1: dude, yeah. that's the top question yeah, I get. I know. Are you fucking serious, dude? What do you mean, what should you do? Well, first of all, and that's why I'm glad we did that fuck podcast, What to do when you don't know what to do. Yeah. Because it talks about, you know, survival first. Right. You know, pay your fucking bills. Right. I refer so many people to that podcast because I get those fucking stupid ass questions so much. And if you write me and ask me that, dude, I'm sorry. You're so far away. And a lot of people, they're really not even that far away. They just want to have that contact and be like, oh. I asked Andy a question. Well, dude, that's fine. I'll answer your question, but ask me a good fucking question. Right. You know what I mean? Right. What should I fucking do? Get the fuck out of here. You shouldn't write me these goddamn questions. That's what you should fucking do. That's very true. And
0: you mentioned the, uh, what to, okay, so what to do when you don't know what to do yeah. is uh, part one. And part one is com forward slash P74. And part two is the P74 forward slash p76 those are good guys in fact uh we may if it's up to me we may make that into a little booklet that y'all can download so because it's been very helpful to a lot of people so check that out that's a good one uh while we're at it uh nope i forgot what i was gonna say so you just what the fuck carry on i know i just had a complete mental fart
1: mind fart well the last point, which would be point number six, and I'll recap all the points here in a second, would be in in like you've got to have fucking vision. Mm-hmm. You've got to have imagination if you're resourceful. Okay. A lot of people, like I said, they can't see outside the fucking box. So mm-hmm. they can't think of any real solutions when they don't have it right there in front of their fucking face. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that all the solutions are there. You just have to learn how to fucking see them. Right. And I think most people just They can't grasp that concept of looking for a solution that wouldn't be your typical solution. You know what's funny is that that's where all the great, 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 great ideas come from is looking for a solution when the fucking solution isn't obvious. Right. You want to be wealthy. You want to be a fucking Uber. You want to be a fucking, you know, uh, one of these massive companies. Dude, find solutions that aren't conventional, that aren't obvious. That's where the fucking money is. Right. You know, and so.
0: It, and, and in order to do that, you have to do something that you tell people all the time to do. And that is you have to read widely and not just read all the same thing. You got to read. You got to learn from a lot of different areas of life. I think about, you know, you're talking about having imagination. Imagination is the, the ability to see connections where everybody else can't see connections. I think of like Steve Jobs. Yeah. I mean, we look back and now and go, well, why didn't anybody else think
1: of this? But he was not the me. first. That's not what I think. You know what I think? I still look at all the shit that he did, and I'm like, how the fuck did he do that? Right. You well, know what I mean? Well, right. But I mean, like, because I, I, you know, I'm good at certain things, but like, dude, like on that level of thinking, like that's just another level. Well,
0: right. He is, he's a genius, or he. But was there's a genius lot of people and, like that. Yeah. Like,
1: dude, you know, like some of these, some of these fucking things, like Uber, like Uber still fucking like blows my mind. Like, how the fuck did you think that? Right. It's such an obvious solution. Right. But was so hard for anybody to see. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what you want to develop. You want to develop the ability to see the unconventional solutions because the unconventional solutions are and will be your competitive advantage over your competitors in business and your competitive advantage over your other people that you're competing with for whatever job you might right. be trying to get.
0: Right. But I mean, and I know you know this, but I, I just have to say, I see that. I see that in the way that you do your business. I see that in the way we do we do the podcast. Whereas, where like somebody like Steve Jobs, he was the first person to connect the idea that oh, you know what, people might want a computer that actually looks awesome, you know, and has a has aesthetic. So he brought together the computing with the whole design, the area of design. I think I think the MFCEO project. I think I think First Form. You're drawn from a lot of different you know sources. And putting them together, I to me, if you would have told me ten years ago, like, tell me what, tell me about the uh, the supplement business. Well, all of the supplement companies, they were just saying the same things. they they're were still doing the they're, same they're, shit. They were quoting. Athletes. Revolutionary new, right,
1: right. revolutionary new skin terry pumps make you turn into a fucking monster. Right,
0: right. And I I mean what what's cool for me is n- with with because i have never
1: th- nothing you've ever seen before. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Exactly. And what's cool for me when I look at even some of the names Don't of your, take
1: two scoops, it'll <laughs> kill you.
0: Names of your products. You're either you're even drawing like names of products from different things that people have associations with other areas of yeah. life and using them for marketing. And that's that's brilliant. And to me, the people who are really good with imagination are the people who can who could study the the mating habits of anteaters and go, ooh, there might be a lesson there for business. Yeah, you know what I'm exactly, saying? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and you've done that. We're talking about like Cortez and burning the ships and
1: all that. Well, I've kind always of. tried to. I've always tried to pull inspiration for our companies from outside of our industry right. because I'm highly against like copying. And I feel like everybody in this industry is a Me Too brand, mm-hmm. and there's nothing unique about them. They claim to be unique. There's nothing fucking unique. Um, there's 18 companies out there trying to be like first form right now. We call them second form here, right. in, here in the office. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like Really third form, probably, because yeah, exactly. it's third string. Like, dude, yeah.
1: it's just, there's no originality. There's no real entrepreneurs. Right. It's just dudes who fucking go make shit. And then market it the same old way, Mm -hmm. which creates a tremendous opportunity, you know, which we are benefiting from. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, for us to be able to benefit from that, we had to first, you know, draw experiences from our own lives and our own our own experience. Like we talked about earlier, Um, we had to be able to be flexible and move from non Internet era to Internet era. Mm -hmm. You know, we had to do all these things we're talking about. You know, there's people that I did ask for help when it comes to. You know, learning how to do certain things. You know, I didn't know how to fucking formulate products. You know what I mean? We had to learn that. Right. Um, It's just all these things. The same thing we're talking about. You know, we 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 didn't and still don't ever consider failure to be some sort of an option. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we we are going to be the best, most successful supplement brand on the face of the earth in the history of Earth. Mm -hmm. That's our goal. Mm -hmm. You know, um, change more people's lives, create more six and seven figure earners you know, than any other company. Right. And I mean, that's, it's not an option of whether or not we're going to do it. We're going to fucking do it. Right. And everybody in this building comes to work every day with that fucking in mind. You know what I mean? A lot of these guys in the industry, they're interested in to make a quick dollar. Right. And then they're out. Or to hang out with, uh, with models. Models. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's, this is what it takes to be successful guys. It's, you have to be resourceful and you have to understand what that fucking means. Okay, so let me recap the points real quick. The first thing we talked about is having a zero option mentality. Go back and listen to last Tuesday's podcast again. The second thing we talked about was resourceful people don't complain about what they don't have. And instead, they recognize the opportunities in what they don't have and figure out the best ways to use what they do have. All right. Resourceful people, which is also point number three are constantly drawing lessons from their own experiences. They make mistakes, and they learn how to adjust. They don't make mistakes and keep making the same fucking mistakes. This is basic common sense shit to me, and, and it should be to you too. But for those of you that it's not, if you touch the fucking stove and it burns your fucking hand, you might not want to touch the fucking stove again. Hmm. You know. Uh, point number four, resourceful people know... The fundamentals of business and life and understand their their area, but they're flexible to learn and adjust as things adapt and use those new tools, new ideas, new ways of thinking to grow. Like we talked about, we built the foundation of our company before the internet. After the internet, we use the principles we learn and then use technology to amplify that, which is great because I am so thankful that we were able to do that because we have the understanding of how to take one person and make them a family member of our company for life because we fucking care about them on the internet. You know, have we started this company on the internet? Like most companies in our industry, they see that motherfucker as a number. They don't realize that's a real person that they're talking to. And Chris and I have had enough experience with real people to understand how to make that happen for our business. I would say that's the biggest thing that sets us apart. We fucking care. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, point number five, resourceful people are not too proud and know when to ask for help. They're humble enough and willing to learn to, to bring in information for people who have been down the path before them. Okay, it only makes sense. If you don't ask for help because you don't want people to not know that you don't know something, you are a fucking idiot by definition, okay? So you have to be able to be in, in a place, an awareness place to know what you know and know what you don't know and make the decision to ask for help when you fucking need it. Now, with that being said, don't go ask for help from somebody who's extremely qualified when you haven't done your fucking homework, mm-hmm. You know, that's the most annoying thing and quickest way to burn a bridge with somebody who could otherwise be a mentor to you is to buy, is to like depend on them to teach you shit that you could go on fucking Google and learn yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Taking the initiative to do these things and learn these things on your own says a lot about somebody's character. People respect that. Do what you could do on your own and then know that it's okay to ask for help when you really fucking need it. All right. And the last point is you have to learn how to have vision. You have to learn how to see the big picture. You have to learn how to have an imagination. You have to see the solutions and unconventional ways of doing things that other people can't fucking see. This is why when you're in business, you don't copy somebody else. You don't fucking copy someone else. And there's another reason for this, but you don't copy someone else because if you're copying someone else, you're you're eliminating point number six, which is your ability to solve real problems on your own from experience. And how the it's just like a math class when you're copied off a fucking uh, Joe Smith's math paper, how the fuck do you know his answers are right? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, business is a right now is a big fucking, you know, show. It's a it's a it's it's razzle dazzle. You know, lots of companies pretend they're a lot better and bigger and stronger than they really are. And if you're copying them, how do you know you're not copying a fucking failing plan? It's important to think for yourself. It's important to learn on your own. It's important to follow your own path. And it's important to develop the ability to see the solutions that other people can't see because all your advantages, all your strengths, all your your potential to defeat these other people is going to come from that place. Okay? Okay. So that's our recap. We got anything
0: else to add? No, I just, I, I, I love point number one. Failure is not an option. It's not. That's the most
1: important, important point on this list. Yeah. If you don't have that attitude, you will never, ever be able to build anything. Because yeah. things are going to get fucking hard. They're going to be so hard that you want to go home and blow your fucking brains out. And that's the reality of being an entrepreneur. It's hard. Yeah. You know, but people tend to quit because they give themselves too many fucking outs. They give themselves too many options. And when things get hard, it's easy to take those options. Yeah. You know, so having a zero options mentality is the fucking foundation for all success. You're either going to make it or you're going to fucking die. You're either going to make this business work or you're going to be fucking homeless. You know what I mean? I Mm -hmm. used the example in last week's podcast of Elon Musk. He's a great example of that. And all Richard Branson, these guys, all of them, they all do this. They all leverage their success to put themselves in a place of being uncomfortable so they they literally have no options but to do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And as you become more successful, that becomes harder to do because you've got what everybody thinks is success. You've got money in the bank. You've got all these comforts. But I'm telling you, the key to being really successful long-term is to continually put yourself in a place of being uncomfortable, which means putting your back against the wall and having to fucking fight your way out of whatever it is that you put yourself in, whether that be literally or figuratively, you know, mentally. Real successful people know how to do that mentally. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, You know, Gary said something when we interviewed Gary that I disagreed with at the time that I want, I was thinking about, um, we, when we interviewed Gary up in New York in January, uh, he said, I secretly wish that I would fail and have to start over. And at the time I didn't know what he meant because Gary has this way of saying things. Sometimes it just confuses me, yeah. you know, Yeah. but then eventually it'll click with me and I get it. He was saying what I just said. Mm-hmm. He was saying, he wants to put his fucking back against the wall and have to build something again. And dude, because that's where all the fucking fun is. Yeah. That's where all the fucking great shit comes from. That's where every motherfucking thing that Gary Vaynerchuk has learned has come from the struggle of having his fucking back against the wall. Mm-hmm. That's what he meant when he said that. I just wasn't listening. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who's a, dad was a Marine and he used to tell him, he used to tell us, you know when a Marine is the happiest? I said, when? When the odds are impossible. I said, really? I thought he was joking. He was like, yeah. no. That's when the odds are impossible, when it's like a, we're going to probably die, that's well, when we're the happiest. Well, dude,
1: think about the fucking underdogs, man. The yeah. under It's always easy to get people rallied up on when they're the underdogs than when they're ahead. Mm-hmm. Because it's human nature to fucking fight when your back is on the wall. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So learn how to put your back on the wall, even if it's not, even if it doesn't have to be there. Yeah. So Definitely. guys, be resourceful put your back against the wall, do the fucking work, learn from your mistakes, you know, ask for help when you need it. These things are crucial. If you have any questions, hit us up. Guys, I don't charge for anything. You know this. All I ask if you're new listening is for you to refer one person. If you found the podcast valuable, if you found the information valuable, make me a post, recommend one of your friends, bring me somebody we're trying to grow this. This is more than just a podcast. I don't do this for fucking money. I do this to make a difference. I had this talk with my guys on Sunday night at our company meeting. You know, we put a lot of fucking time into this podcast and a lot of time producing content. You know why? Because I fucking care. Because I don't like seeing people f- with, the, with the fucking hood pull over their eyes and talk to be little fucking robots in society. That's what's wrong with America right now everybody's become a fucking little pawn of the media. They can't think for them fucking selves. And now we have all this bullshit, you know, let's get back to being the hardworking motherfuckers that we are and make great things happen here. That's what this is about. It's about instilling American fucking hard work ethic, entrepreneurial success, kill shit values in the, in, in the society again, man, I can't be the only one that's tired of fucking pussy shit, you know? So not. guys, that's all I ask bring me one person i appreciate it i love you guys and i see you on thursday this is love the cheese
0: and this is for the hustler this is for the hustler best the cheese